This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 274 with Marina Pearson. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode and any discount codes for our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 274. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Talkspace. To find your perfect match therapist for a fraction of the cost of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash shameless and use the code shameless at checkout to save $45 off your first month. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is brought to you by Third Love. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. To find your right fit, go to thirdlove.com slash shameless and take the Fit Finder quiz. That's thirdlove.com slash shameless. Marina Pearson is the shameless mom to three-year-old Leo. She's also the host of the Joy of Being podcast and a best-selling author and investor. Aside from being featured on and in ITV this morning over in Europe, Marie Claire, The Guardian, and The Daily Mail, she lives her life working on projects that light her up. When she isn't spending time with her son at the beach in Spain, where she lives, she's running her exclusive joyriding retreats in Spain for women and moms in business who want to ditch the overwhelm or overseeing her investments or hosting her Joy of Being podcast, where she interviews transformation professionals, business owners, and creatives on how moms and women in business can live a full life of joy and freedom. 
So this was a fun conversation. Marina is a firecracker and she's a super shameless mom. And you're going to be fascinated about how she manages parenting. It definitely doesn't look like the traditional model. And I was just totally intrigued by her story. And I love how she embraces her shameless motherhood. So listen in to hear Marina share the power of not limiting yourself to one title or role, the power of stressing less and living more, how she mothered in spite of feeling like she lacked the mom gene, how to create space between emotion and reactions in order to feel more in control of your reactions, how she manages a challenging, unconventional custody schedule. This is fascinating. For any of you who are doing a shared custody thing, you're going to be like totally fascinated by this. The difference between easy and effortless and how to create more effortlessness in your life and the truth about connection with a capital C. So let's dive in with Marina Pearson. Marina Pearson, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, what an honor and a pleasure, Sarah. I'm really excited to be here too. This is going to be so fun. We're going to be like best friends by the end of this because now we've done two (laughs) interviews together. And so we'll know everything there is to know about each other because I was on your show. Is that how you become best friends? I feel like it is. I feel like, I mean, in all seriousness, there is like an intimacy with doing podcast interviews where often you get to the end of the recording and you're like, yeah, like we're friends now because we've like shared our deepest, darkest secrets. So I love it. I mean, that's what I, part of what I really, really love is I feel like you do get to build really uh, close relationships pretty quickly that that wouldn't otherwise happen. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I found too. Okay. So I want you to tell us a little bit more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. These are such great questions. So beyond my bio, well, it's interesting, isn't it? So for so long, I called myself a coach. And then over this last year, in fact, this year, I kind of realized I'm so much more than just what I labeled myself. There are loads of things that I do. And I think in this day and age, that's okay. Like, in other words, it's not like I'm at dinner party and I go, well, I'm just this because I'm not. I do a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm an investor. I invest in small businesses. I also have a guest house in my villa in Spain that I live in. You know, I I invest in the stock market. I also am a mother. So, you know, yay. Yay. And a shameless mother, right? A shameless mother. Shameless mother, (laughs) yeah. And I run retreats here in Spain as well for mums and women in business who want to go beyond the stress and actually really deeply connect with their soul. So those are just a few of the things that I'm up to in the world that go beyond my bio. My bio might say, you know, I love, I'm a podcast host. You know, I have a podcast called The Joy of Being, which you've been interviewed on. And it's all about stressing less and living more and how we can actually live that way more of the time. Because I, over the last few years, and I was definitely one of those people, one of those mums, one of those women who was always running you know, towards this epineer, this macker of success, you know, striving for more. And what I realized was, is that I was constantly in striving mode and I wasn't actually enjoying my life, which makes no sense to me anymore. In fact, it was a big wake up call at the beginning of this year when I was like, oh, I just put off all the things I enjoy until I've actually made it, whatever that means. And I realized 
well, that's crazy that I'm putting my life on hold to do the things that I love because I think that somehow it will take away from the time I have from doing my work. And so, yeah, I'm a big joy advocate in that sense that actually quality of life isn't about what you have or what you're striving for. It's all about the present moment, what's here right now. And that's where the juice is. Yeah. Yes, totally. I love that you don't identify by just one title. I think that's really cool. And I think that that's a valuable lesson to kind of go back and connect on for just a minute before we move forward, that I think that we often identify as one thing, like I'm just a mom or I'm just a this or just a that. And really we're so many more things and we take on so many more roles that we don't often give ourselves credit for. And I think when you do give yourself credit for those things, you start to sense your own capacity to be like a multifaceted person and to be powerful in different dimensions and different ways. And I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, there's a new book out and I, she runs a, she hosts a podcast called Alt Control Delete. Oh. She's written a book called The Multi-Hyphenated Method, I think it is. And she talks about how we're no longer living in a society from nine to five and this is what I do at a dinner party. It's more like well, I actually have multiple streams of income yeah. from various places. And these are the some of the skills and things that I bring to the table. And so, you know, I love this idea that all this multifaceted part of ourselves, because that's actually, you know, we are multifaceted. We're not just a coach. We're not just a podcast host. We're not just a mother. We're not. No, we have a huge capacity to learn. And it's all about where we want to take that curiosity. So for me, I was kind of thrown into this world of investing because I inherited money. And I was like, well, you know what? I want to learn how to invest. I want to learn how to, you know, buy property and, you know, have money coming in from that source. Oh, I want to learn how to run an online business and how I can turn that into an asset. So for very long, I was very stuck in that I want to make my business work for me. But then I realized actually that it was very stifling and it wasn't actually very generative. So, yeah. I think that's really cool and exciting too. Very exciting. And I love that you wanted to like make an adventure of an inheritance and like, I want to learn about this and take it on, which is really cool. Really cool. Okay. So I want to hear about your entrance into motherhood, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> well, let me start with a 20 hour, a 28 hour labor. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, oh my goodness. So funny. So looking back, I had this really weird notion that I was going to be a jingle jangle mother, mother earth mother, you know, the type of mother that, you know, breastfeeds and she, until she's like five and has hairy armpits and is at one with <laughs> Is that what they call it in Europe, a jingle jangle mother? <laughs> yeah, over I don't your, know. But anyway, what you call like is, is, you know. Crunchy or granola mom. <laughs> yeah, crunchy granola mom. Tree hugging mom. I don't yes, know. Yes, yeah, yeah. So my son was born in Bali. And so at that point, you know, it was all very spiritual, all very jingle jangly. I was going to have a water birth. It was all going to be lovely. Just so not what happened. And such a lesson in not getting so attached to how it should look. Yes. So I had a conversation with my coach at the time about two days before Leo was born. And we talked about how I was wanting this birth and how it was going to be amazing and how, you know, cesarean sections, how they're so blah, and it was going to be amazing and this and that and the other. And what was really interesting about it was that when I was speaking to the midwife 
she said to me, you know, I, I want to point something out to you, Marina. There's something about you around this birth that doesn't quite fit. Like there's something around this birth that you are not looking at. And I'm like, no, there's nothing, blah, blah, blah. And then she said something like, how were you born? And I said, well, I was a cesarean section and my mother didn't give me the choice to be born naturally, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, there's some anger there, isn't there? And I was like, yeah. She, and so I went on a bit of a rant. And then I just cried. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, my mother didn't know any better at the time. That's what they did, blah, blah, blah. So Leo, my little one, ended up being a C-section. And so it was funny because I had totally and utterly discarded that he would be a C-section baby. I didn't even read the chapters in those books. Like that was not going to happen. And so when I had this conversation with my coach, he said to me, you know, his ex-wife was very much in the same, talking about the same thing. It's like the anesthetist was like the devil's spawn. By the 28th hour, the anesthetist was my best friend. (laughs) I was like, please just give me drugs. I want to see section. I can't do this anymore. I'd had seven days of contractions. Oh my God. And then 28 hours later, I was still seven centimeters dilated. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. I just can't do this anymore. Can you please just give me something to get this baby out of me? Now, I did not realize that. So I just went under, completely went under, didn't, blacked out. Like I just let go. I released. I surrendered. I did whatever I needed to do. And I just went into this coma and I woke up just as they were stitching me up. And I said, like, where's my baby? And they're like, he's with his dad. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I hope he's good looking. That was the first thing that came to mind. Isn't that funny? <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, he's not, I hope he's not ugly. Um, <laughs> Which kind of all newborns are. <laughs> but he wasn't actually, Sarah. I was, he was gorgeous oh. like such a gorgeous baby and he's such a good looking boy oh. and I was like oh my god he's really good looking but most babies <laughs> are fucking are fucking horrible and because I've been as high as a kite because they put me on drugs I was like looking at the ceiling going oh my god there are ants on the ceiling and then they were putting him in my boob I'm like what are those ants doing up on the ceiling I was just totally and utterly out of it and then of course came the whole thing around breastfeeding, getting, you know, recuperating from the C-section and not realizing that I actually had some sort of postnatal depression. I don't think I actually realized this until later on, looking back. I didn't identify with that. I was just knew that I was exhausted. I just knew that I was really down. I just knew that um, I didn't feel what I was supposed to feel, which was like, oh my God, I'm a mother, this is amazing. Now I felt exhausted, tired. The baby wouldn't stop crying. I was like crying all the time because I just wanted to sleep and I couldn't, couldn't get the baby to sleep. And yeah, uh, it was the first three, four, five weeks of that, of him being here were really, really difficult. Like I can't, I don't think I've ever been through something that difficult physically, but I didn't know. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And so, you know, at the time I was in Bali, it was hot. I felt like I was going absolutely crazy. So my ex-husband and I decided that we'd go on a, um, on a trip to Australia when Leo was five weeks old. Um, in hindsight, I don't think that was the best idea. Oh and we decided to go in a camper van all the way from Melbourne up to Sydney, Australia. Now, for those of you that don't know how far that is, well, we did it in eight days. We did wow, it that eight-day road trip with a five-week-old. Yeah. Wow. In a camper van. Now, we were driving pretty much eight hours a day. So, yeah, I must say that the first sort of five weeks, whatever, were, were really, really tough. Now, having said that, 
since then, you know, I've had to really dig deep and because I was super naive about what being a mother was about. Super naive. I thought, oh, yeah, like this is something that you just do. You know, you're born with the mum gene. Come on. This is easy. And I realized I so wasn't born with that gene. For some reason, my mother nurturing instincts didn't kick in. So being a mother to me has been one of the most difficult, effortful experiences that I've had so far in my life. However, it's also been one of the most profound experiences in the sense of bringing all the unconscious crap that I didn't even know was there to the surface for me to look at and for me to release and let go. So I started exhibiting behaviors towards my son that I didn't like at all. They were things that like, you know, shouting at him, sometimes smacking him, sometimes losing completely the plot with him. And I'm like, this is not a behavior that I particularly like. And it's not particularly useful or helpful. So I started to realize that I had reaction behaviors that I didn't even know existed, that on some level must have been taught to me by family members that I, you know, maybe my mom, maybe my aunt, I don't know, but they were there. But the cool thing is, is that now they don't even occur to me. First of all, that's amazing. I, like, I love, that's a huge transformation. So can you talk a little bit about how you went, got from one place to the other to where you are today by getting more quiet tell me more finding that innate calm inside of me more and more of the time so what I've been sharing with my clients is that any feeling we ever feel is coming from thought in the moment doesn't come from the external factors doesn't come from how my son's behaving although it may look that way it doesn't come from what my ex-husband's doing it doesn't come from what my partner's up to it all comes from thought in the moment we live in a thought felt reality. We don't live in a behavior felt reality of other people. And so I'll give you an example. So the reaction is literally a feeling comes up and then you do something. So in that case, it might have been feeling comes up and I smack him or feeling comes up and I shout, shout at him, feeling comes up and I, but now what happens is the feeling might come up, but there's space. There's space to choose what my next action will be so the feeling of upset might come up and I'll be like okay what's the best course of action maybe to just hug Leo maybe to just you know when he gets upset to, to just be there for him maybe just to laugh maybe just to do something else but there seems to be a choice I can't remember oh my god I'm going to butcher it but there is a beautiful oh my gosh I can't even remember it now <laughs> Viktor Frankl, he was an Auschwitz prisoner. And he, there is a beautiful passage in that book. Man's um, Search for Meaning? Is yeah. The the book. Yeah, The Man's Search for Meaning. And there's a beautiful passage in that book where he says something around, there is a space between, oh my God, I'm going to butcher this, between your thought and your action. But that's the space that I'm talking about. That silence, that, okay, what's the next course of action? As opposed to react, do. So I haven't done any meditation. I don't do that. But what I, I've just had lots of insights into my behavior, into motherhood, into feelings that I have come up that have been like, where the hell did that come from? You know, insecurity that we all have that 
you know, one of the bigger insights that I've had that I've mentioned on my podcast, The Joy of Being, but also on other people's podcasts is this moment of dread where I'm like, oh my God, my son's coming home. What do I do with him? So, you know, confession, I don't like playing with my son. I find it very difficult. And like, I'm getting better at it. Like I'm acknowledging that it's not something that I like to do, but I can still do it. And, but there was a time where that was just a big no zone. Like I would just don't want to go there. And I would completely freak out before he would come. I'd fill me with dread to go, oh my God, I've got an entire weekend with my son. What do I do? Mm-hmm. How old is Leo? He's three and a half now. So I love that you're saying this because I feel like this is, and I've had this conversation with moms before where I'm like, what if I don't want to sit on the floor and play, do puzzles with my kid or whatever? <laughs> but like, that's the thing you're supposed to do. And especially up to a yeah. certain age, like if you're not a mom who wants to sit on the floor and play with your kid, it's really hard to figure out how to engage with them. And there's not a lot of people and moms admitting that they don't like to get on the floor and play with their kid, but there are a lot of moms who feel that way. <laughs> so I love that you are just saying like, yeah, so I don't like playing with my kid. So what am I supposed to do with him all weekend? And that right. doesn't mean that you don't love him unconditionally and that you don't adore him maybe more than anyone else in your life or that you wouldn't protect him against anything. But yeah, like not everyone wants to play with a two-year-old and it's not that much fun, (laughs) but there also can still be like these funny moments and kind of moments of magic within that context of play. But in terms of like, okay, we have four hours to kill. What are we going to do? (laughs) Right. That can be pretty overwhelming and maybe depressing. Yeah. And so what I realized was, is that it was time that I needed to be with myself and I was finding that really hard being with him. So I remember going to this park and sitting there and feeling this real sense of loneliness. And suddenly the deep voice inside of me said, this is not your feeling, it's your mother's. And I had this sense of years of years just coming off me, years of insecurity just dropping away. Because what I heard in that moment was that that habitual thinking that I was in didn't belong to me, it belonged to my mother. i just taken it on. Yes. So... I was like, oh, wow. So what else have I taken on that's not mine? Mm -hmm. And so that was really cool to disassociate my behaviors with thinking that they are my behaviors and going, actually, I must have been taught some of these behaviors because ultimately they would never have come out if I'd not seen them. So and I'm not saying, oh, I relinquish all responsibility. That's not it at all. But what I did realize was, oh, there's some work for me to do here. So I realized that, yes, and along the way, there's been a lot of beating myself up about it too, by the way. But I've also realized that that doesn't actually help anybody. It doesn't help me. It doesn't help me being connected to my son. So I've kind of given myself a little bit of a break in the sense of I can always start again. So with Leo now, when I find myself going into that space of like, mommy's being grumpy, it doesn't last for very long. And then I can come back to him and go, you know what, Leo, mommy's really sorry. She was grumpy. And it's not that she doesn't love you. It's that she was bloody grumpy. You know what grumpy is. It goes, yeah, yeah, I know what grumpy is. I said, look, I'm really sorry, but mommy's going to start again. He's like, okay, mommy. So I just want him to know that the way I'm being has got nothing to do with him. I want him to grow up knowing that. I want him to grow up knowing that regardless of where mommy is and her thought felt reality that has nothing to do with him that has everything to do with me and that it's not personal I love that what do you tell moms who want to create that space so like you said that space between a feeling and an action how can we start creating that space for ourselves if we don't have that if we are someone who tends to be really reactionary and react really quickly and then regret the way that they reacted 
what are the first steps in building that space so that we feel like we have the opportunity to make a decision and make a decision that we can feel good about after the fact? Well, usually it's like, take a, take a breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And then what I like to, to do is when I'm feeling all revved up is actually, I mean, there are sometimes I can't do anything as I had, I'm there with Leo. But on my off time or at night, what I like to do is just listen to a guy called Sidney Banks, who uh, was a Scottish welder, and he had a huge epiphany around what creates our experience, which is thought, mind and consciousness. And the way he speaks, the way he, the feeling he's in when he speaks is just such a calming effect. And it's transmuted and transcended into my being every time I listen so I like to listen to him a lot. And then apart from that, I like to read. But, you know, whatever occurs to you, whatever makes sense to you, because there isn't this one thing that you can do and that it will be whatever makes sense to you. For some of you, it might be kind of going, take a deep breath and then go for a walk. For others, it might be make yourself a cup of tea. For others, it might be phone a friend. And the thing is that it might not be the same thing every time. So I don't prescribe something to do because our wisdom is always guiding us to know what we're going to do next. And so prescription for point blank, this is what I would do, or this is what you should do if this happens, isn't the way I, you know, I I like to sort of say whatever makes sense to you, whether it is to go and stand on your hands and do a yoga pose or whatever, whatever makes sense to you. And if nothing makes sense to you, then the one thing I do know that doesn't work is to beat yourself up about it. It's just to know that you can start again and that we're not damaging our children. They have wisdom. They also have the capacity to see where your mummy is and daddy is. They have that capacity to also have their own wisdom as long as we're communicating with them that we got it wrong and that we're okay again. So yeah, whatever makes sense, cup of tea, deep, deep breath, listen to an audio, go for a walk, whatever it might be. I like that. And I think that's really helpful. Can you talk about how motherhood impacted your professional path? Or how it's still (laughs) impacting your professional path? Sure. Well, just to give you logistically speaking, I never take calls in the evening these days if I have my son with me because I co-parent. So my son is now in the States. He's in Austin, Texas with his dad. So now I have a bit more freedom. Mm to take calls when I want to, I've got that space, right? So how has it impacted? Gosh, in so many ways, I shifted my focus. So before it was very much working with just women and now it's very much moms and understanding and actually feeling very, very drawn to working with mothers. So that was a big thing for me. I guess the second thing in terms of structure of day you know, there are logistics. So I need to take Leo to school. I need to bring him back. And then that's my day. You know, I start at 10 in the morning, Spanish time, and I finish at 3.30 Spanish time. That's my day. That's my day of work. So I better be really productive. So what I found is I get more done when I actually have him here. Isn't that (laughs) so interesting? I totally Uh agree. I can get more done in a day where I have like four hours of childcare than in a day where I like have you know 16 hours to waking hours to myself (laughs) sure so and the other thing I guess how it impacts is 
you know, he's now gone. And what I found I just want to do now is just take, take a lot of rest time and care time for me. So when Leo's here, it's very intense. And now I've actually got, I can go to sleep when I want to. I can nap if I want to. And that's what I do. So when he goes away for the six weeks, I'm like, okay, now it's time to look after mommy. Is your parenting plan six weeks on, six weeks off? Is that how it works? It is at the moment, but it's going to change now. So we're looking at one semester on, one semester off. Before we dive deeper with Marina, I want to talk to you about our first sponsor today, Talkspace. I'm really excited to be talking about Talkspace because I've been talking a lot about the value of therapy in our free private Facebook group. It's something that comes up a lot. It's something I recommend frequently, whether you're processing trauma or you just need an objective third party to help you work through something, talk something out. If you're feeling a little bit stuck, like there are just so many reasons where and places and situations where that third party person who can sit with you objectively and listen without judgment can be so powerful. So Talkspace is an online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with Wi-Fi or the Talkspace mobile app. This means that you can improve your mental health, even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. So I know that it's sometimes hard for us to make appointments for things, especially if it's for ourselves, but that's why Talkspace is so brilliant because it's as easy as sending a text message to your therapist. So it's really simple and allows you to get something off your chest whenever you need to. You don't have to wait to make an appointment. So it's a kind of like fly by the seat of your pants kind of therapy, which is the pace at which most of us live, right? Talk about everyday challenges at work or at home. Just chat about life. There's no extra commutes, no leaving the office, and definitely no judgments when you're connecting with your therapist via Talkspace. Remember, therapy is not just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. It's also about practical everyday strategies for stress management and living a healthier, happier life. So having a therapist simply provides you a designated person to talk to who's trained to listen and trained in helping provide you with positive changes. So here's what you're going to do. Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experiencing and addressing the life challenges that we all face. So to match with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you are going to go to talkspace.com slash shameless and use the code shameless to get $45 off your first month and show support for the Shameless Mom Academy. Again, you're going to go to talkspace.com slash shameless and use the code shameless at checkout. And now back to Marina. So like, I think that the first week I might be like, this is great, so much freedom. But then are you like dying to see him? Is What is it like to have those six weeks away from him? And then when he's with you, like full on six weeks of single parenting, like that's a lot too. So it's like, they're both intense in different ways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what is it like anticipating him leaving at the end of your six weeks when you're like, okay, like he's going to see his dad now. Are you like, I'm ready? Or are you kind of like, oh my gosh, like it's going to be a long time till he comes back? It's a mixture of both. So it's a mixture of, oh my God, I just need to sleep. I just need to have some space for me. And there is a mixture of, oh my God, I'm going to really miss him. Like, you know, we really connected this time or whatever. And he tells me, mommy, I'm going to miss you when I'm with daddy. So there's that. But you know, I may be seen as quite selfish or I may be seen as quite, I don't really miss people unless they're really out of my life forever. So I have no problem with him being with his dad knowing that he's happy at all. 
And it gives me the time and opportunity to go and see friends that I wouldn't have otherwise have seen, to do stuff that I wouldn't have otherwise have done, and to realize what who it is to be me, not just his mom. So when I'm in mummy mode, of course, there's a whole bunch of logistical shit that I have to think about. When I'm not with him, I don't, I can drop all of that. There's no logistical shit I have to think about. I can eat when I want. I can do what I want, when I want, with whoever I want. And it's going back to when it first happened, when I first, you know, got divorced, I had to kind of recalibrate who is Marina now with the son. And that was a very interesting time because I didn't know. I didn't know who Marina was with the son. I didn't know who Marina was without being in a family unit. Yeah. So it's been cool to keep exploring that and to keep looking at what that looks like for me. And that's ever changing. So I'm going to see my sister now for four or five days. And then I've got a friend coming, you know, for six days. We're going to hang out and whatever. And then I'm going to a concert tomorrow. So there's stuff that I can do without even thinking about the whole logistical side to being with him. Now, around four weeks, yeah, that starts to get a little bit like, when's he coming home? And then when he does come home, the first sort of few days are just so magical because it's like reconnecting again. But it's not easy because he's now missing his dad. So we have to go through all of that again until he's now back in the groove with being here. So you know, it's like in life, we have to adapt to what there is. Otherwise, we're constantly struggling and, you know, resisting, which is, oh my gosh, so much more effortful. It is this way. And so I just need to get on with it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about effortlessness. I know that that's something you focus on in your work. And I would imagine it's something that comes up a lot when you you shift gears. You know, you basically live two very different lives. And so I want to know how effortlessness plays a role in your life and then also how you help moms live more effortlessly. So effortless living was a bit of a a metaphor for being able to be calm in the middle of the eye of the storm. So it's not about it all being easy. It's not about it all being in flow all the time because we as human beings don't function that way. We have ups and downs. And our consciousness goes up and down. Our thinking goes up and down. So, you know, there are days we wake up and we're in a shitty mood. There are days that we wake up and we feel sad. There are days in the evening sometimes we get upset. So it's not about not having any of those emotions and feelings. But what it is about is about seeing that when we are more present, when we've got less on our mind, that actually being able to make decisions, being more productive, seeing what's right in the moment is so much easier to navigate. So when we have a lot of insecurity, and when I talk about insecurity, I'm talking about lots of overthinking. Now, this could be anything from, you know, overthinking around your child, overthinking about the amount of work you have, overwhelm, stress, you know, all of that sort of revved up thinking that you might have. That's really difficult for us to see clearly. So I don't know, imagine for a moment, like um, I went to Granada last year and there was a really big fog. And we couldn't see any of the city at the top of the viewpoint, like none of it. It was all behind the fog. And then the next day it all cleared and it was sunny. And I realized that's actually how we work. If we are attempting to live our life in the fog, it's very difficult for us to be able to see anything. But the minute the clouds lift, we can see. And it's actually about spending more time with the sun as opposed to sitting in the cloud and the gray. And because when we are in a stress, 
and overwhelm. We can't see things clearly. So what I help mums do is to spend more time in that feeling of innate calm. Because when we are in that place of calm and, as say, innate joy, innate calm, it's a lot easier for us to navigate life. You know, something that, came, that comes to mind was one time I was in this train station and I was a, my ex-husband was like, oh, we're going now. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then I suddenly realized, oh, my God, oh, my God, I only have like five minutes to catch the train. I completely panicked. So I was looking for the platform, didn't know where the platform was, calling him, was like, oh, my God, where's the platform? I don't know where it is. And I finally got to the platform. And they're like, where's your ticket? And I'm like, oh, my God, where's my ticket? Oh, my God, oh, my God. So I couldn't see my ticket. Couldn't see my ticket. Kept pressing on the email. And I'm going, where, you know, ticket, Renfei, couldn't see it, it wasn't coming in. I was like, my God, I've lost the ticket. I missed the train. When I got to the ticket booth, I was like, I can't find my ticket. My ticket wasn't sent to me. And I was just calmed down. And I was just like, I'm going to look for the ticket again. And there it was right in front of me all the time. I just didn't see it. That's such a great analogy. And oh my gosh, <laughs> I've so been in that place. <laughs> like frequently, <laughs> I guess yeah. I'd be, I think that when you're in, and I think this is a common experience in motherhood where you're like, I can just squeeze in like one more thing and get this thing done. And you're in that mode of like, I have three minutes, so I can do at least 18 things in these three minutes. But then like you mess all of them up and you miss like the one critical thing that you needed to be, you know, three minutes or whatever. And that happens to me a lot where I'm like, I'll be late to something. My husband's like, why were you late? I'm like, well, because I was like doing 18 things in like the last three minutes. And <laughs> None of them like needed to be done, but I was like, well, I'll just be super productive right now, you know? So I can totally relate to that. So effortlessness is really about sitting more in the clarity of mind more of the time. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. 
model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Oh, that makes so much sense. Okay, so where do moms spend too much time and energy? Where can we make changes so that we are able to exist more in that effortless space? Oh, wow. I can only speak for myself, really. But I will definitely say it's in thinking that we need to do everything. Oh, I just need to. Oh, let me just do that. Oh, no, no. Well, hang on a second. Let me just do that. Oh, wait a minute. Let me just finish this off. Oh, no. Hang on a second. I've just got to do that. Hang on. Oh, no. Uh, let me just do this. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, or the other one is I'm really fucking my kid up. Mm-hmm. That one, that one, when we don't see so clearly, I'm destroying my child. I'm a shitbag mom. I don't know how to do this. This is bullshit. I'm really crap at being a mother. I'm a bad mother. Oh my God. I'm a shit mom. Blah. The guilt, right? The guilt. We do guilt really well. So I talk about guilt-free living because I actually don't have much of that happening to me anymore in terms of guilt isn't a feeling that I spend much time in and what I realized was is it doesn't help anyone if we're feeling guilty least of all our child and I'm not saying don't feel it it's more to do with like often we think that feeling guilty means we care but actually the opposite is true because when we're feeling in guilt we're not being able to see the the situation very clearly and we have weird and wonderful weird and wonderful behaviors so I think we just need to give ourselves a fucking break, to be honest, and to just go, I fucked up. We can always start again. I fucked up. We can always start again. I can always go start again. And I think that's very refreshing. And that's something that I do more of now, which is I fucked up. Okay. I can always start again. And because I fucked up. I fucked up. Oh, my God. I'm such a shitbag mom. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. It doesn't go anywhere. The only thing we ever, uh, yeah, it's a bit like scratching a mosquito bite that then bleeds and then, you know, the skin grows back and then we we scratch it again and it bleeds again. And it just doesn't, it's not generative in any way. Right. It's not generative. Yeah. I like the idea, and I totally agree with you, that guilt is not productive. Like guilt, and I think it can often keep us feeling stuck. And so I like the idea of like, turning guilt into productivity, like turn it into, turn the guilt into action. Like you said, like, okay, so I messed this thing up. I screwed up. I'm going to like, now I'm going to go fix it in this way or shift in this way, or, you know, make sure it doesn't happen again because of this. I'm going to go apologize. I'm going to go, you know, improve upon myself, whatever. But instead of sitting in guilt, like it's okay to feel it. It's okay to have it, but acknowledge it and then take action on it versus just letting it become consuming. Oh my God. Motherhood is the most humbling role I've ever taken on. I mean, talk about humbling. I'm so sorry I've worked up. Like, that's what I practice a lot now, which is, I'm sorry I fucked up. (laughs) Totally, totally. So let's talk about joy. What is joy to you and where does it come from? So joy to me is our innate state. Now, if we look at our kids, they're in joy. When they're not in insecurity, they're in joy. And that's our innate state. That's the one that we come back to center for. We often think that joy is something that we have to practice or that we have to get more of. But actually, joy, when we come back to center, is actually what we experience. 
So when we don't have insecurity, we experience joy. Ooh, I and like that. Yeah, it's the insecurity that stops us from experiencing the joy that's already inside of us. And you can see that with the kids, right? They are joyful and then suddenly they're having a huge tantrum and then they're back to center again and they're in joy again. So it's not that, you know, the joy is something we need to go and get or experience more of. It's something that's already inside of us. In fact, at the end of my podcast, I always say we are the joy we seek because we are, you know, we are, we're, we're pure joy. I love that. I think that's so great. I've been reading this book called The Body is Not an Apology. And it talks about how we are born with radical self-love. Like we are born and we think that like, we're like babies find their toes and they're like, oh my gosh, like I have these things at the end of my body. It's like, they're the most amazing things ever. And that slowly over time, for many, many different reasons, we start to fall out of love with our bodies and because of various cultural constructs, be really hard on ourselves. I totally agree with you about the joy that like there, that joy is innate, you know, for a baby, like the things that are going to bring you joy. You see that in a baby, how innocent that is and how complete it is and how unencumbered it is. So I love that idea of trying to get back to that. And sometimes you have to like peel some layers away to get back to that joy. And it's something I try to do really conscientiously is recognize the things that bring me joy. So like, I know that I love the way sun feels on my skin and I live in Seattle where we don't have a ton of sun. So if it's a sunny day, I really try to get out of my office and go sit on the deck for a while so that I can feel the sun on my skin because that is a feeling of joy to me. And that's a simple like tr joy trigger, which is really powerful and it can shift my day. Yeah. I mean, joy is inside of us and we carry it. We, quite, we, we don't need to seek it on a mountaintop. Right. It's already inside of us yeah. when insecurity isn't. Yeah. So what about connection for you? What is the truth about connection? Connection with a big C exists. Oh, and tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> connection with a big C. There is a connection and, and like um, the unseen connection. So the fact that you and I connected or the fact that you think of someone and they call you up or you think of something and suddenly you manifest it. It's there. And you know, I often, it's funny because I'll give you an example. What comes to mind was I was sitting in my flat in London when I was living there with Leo and I'd had another one of these, you know, non-sleepless nights. Oh, she sleepless nights. Mm -hmm. And I was watching ITV this morning, which is a show on the, in the UK. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be fun to be on this show? I left it at that. I can't remember. I was just totally in one of those comatose moments. About a month later, I get an email saying, would you like to come and be on the show? Wow. So that's an example of connection. Like that we have the power to think something into existence. And actually, we actually have the power, like whatever we think exists. So it's possible. Everything is possible that we think about. But I had no attachment to it. There was nothing. I had nothing on it. It's not like, I've got to make this work. I've got to be on this show. Otherwise, I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't that. It was like, oh, that'd be fun. I can give you so many more examples of where this has happened to me that I've just thought something and I've just thought it into existence. And literally the ne next day or, you know, next month or whatever, it's there. The way I could see it is the big C. Now, connection in and of itself we all have the capacity for and it's the same thing it's like when insecurity isn't there that's what we have 
the capacity for is to connect. What gets in the way is insecure thought. So when I'm pissed off or angry, I'm not able to connect with no one. However, when I am in a place of calm and peace, I'm able to connect. And when I, if somebody else isn't up in their heads and they're in like blah, blah, I can possibly feel compassion for them. When two people are in a place of connection, they're both quiet and the sun's out. That's when you have true connection, present moment, listening beyond what's being said, a soul connection. But we all have the capacity to connect this way. Challenges, a lot of us, we don't know that. We may have thinking around, oh, I'm really shit at connecting. Or when we're speaking to somebody else, we're actually speaking, sharing, and then about to answer the next question. So it's not about that. It's not there to, to, to sort of just really listen beyond the words to what that person is saying. So, yeah, connection is there when we're in joy, when insecurity isn't. And I also think there's a huge connection to connection with effortlessness. Yes. That, I mean, kind of bringing it full circle, going back to what you started talking about at the beginning with making space between emotion and action or feelings and actions and the idea of effortlessness and that all makes the space for connection. Connection with self, you know, too. Like when you're in the present moment and in that beautiful feeling that we can all be in, that's connection, really. Because from you, connection comes. So when I'm in that space of being in the moment, listening, I'm connected to, I'm, you know, I'm in that connection, that source connection. And we are connected to the infinite you know, we are connected. I love, love, love the movie Avatar because it really, to me, it, it exemplifies actually um, how it works. And before we wrap with Marina, let's talk about our other sponsor today, Third Love. I love Third Love. I'm so excited to be talking about them again. So Third Love is innovating bras and can we just admit that they needed some innovation, right? So Third Love is basically like revolutionizing the bra industry, which I so appreciate. So Third Love is determined to get you in the best fitting bra that also is comfortable. So one that actually fits you, that you can wear all day, that you're not like tugging at and pulling at and annoyed with, with the straps slipping off or feeling like your back fat's being cut into, all those things. So Third Love is awesome because they're determined to get you in the perfect fit. They have more sizes than any other brand. They just added 24 new sizes, making them the industry leader with a total of 70 sizes. They're super high quality with every stitch and convenience. You don't have to go bra shopping. You spend 60 seconds online doing your order and you order everything. It's delivered to your door. You try it on at home. If you have any issues, you can make easy exchanges and returns. So it's super convenient. No more awkward fitting room experiences, which, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how many of those I've had. So here's what you're going to do to get started with Third Love. You're going to go take their Fit Finder quiz. This is super simple and actually kind of fun. And it's going to help you determine what size you should actually be wearing. They're going to talk to you about like your breast shape and all these funny questions that you really might be like, you're going to be laughing, but it's going to help a lot. And then they're going to tell you your size, cup sizes A through H, band sizes up to 48 inches. And each size is designated specifically for the perfect fit. 50% of women fall in between cup sizes. So Third Love also invented half cup sizing. So brilliant. Also, they are committed to comfort and quality. So this is hands down going to be the most comfortable bra that you own with no slip straps and ultra soft smoothing fabrics and super lightweight, thin memory foam cups. 
So here's what you're going to do to get started. You're going to go over to thirdlove.com slash shameless to find your perfect fitting bra. And you're going to get 15% off your first purchase. Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. And that's why they're offering us this special deal. So again, go to thirdlove.com slash shameless to get 15% off your first purchase today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have one more question for you. This is the question that I always ask at the end. In what ways are you a shameless mom? You've given us lots of great examples, but I'll let you define it how you want to. I guess to define what it is for me to be a mom and not to look outside of myself to look at what other moms are doing. Because the only person that, you know, Leo chose me, I'm his mom and I do things, I guess, my way. I can't do them any other way other than my way. But I can look to others for advice things that resonate for me, good ideas, things that I can pick up. I go, oh, actually, that's a really great idea. But yeah, like, I guess for me is to know that I have a life. And I'm not saying this to put any other mother down that is just just a mom. It's not just a mom. But I'm, Marina could never just look after her son. She would always need to have other things going on, projects for herself, people that she's meeting, podcasts that she's up to, you know, that's Marina. That's what Marina thrives from. She loves connection. She loves being with other people. She loves meeting other people. She also loves spending time with her son. But to do that 24 hour day, that would not be ideal for Marina and her motherhood. Like that wouldn't be something that Marina would like to live necessarily. So Marina's motherhood or sense of that shameless mom is being able to have the work, do the work, make money, meet interesting people, go on retreats, have her life as well as her son. I love that. And I think that you're living, you know, an unconventional parenting life and like fully embracing it and being shameless (laughs) about it. And I think that that's amazing and powerful. And I really appreciate you sharing all of it. Okay. So lots of golden nuggets here about like, I'm totally, the big takeaway for me was this idea of creating space between emotion and reaction. And I want to be so much more aware. I'm a very reactive person and I want to be way more aware of that space. So that was my takeaway. I know our listeners are going to have great takeaways from this conversation as well. So thank you. Thank you for being here and for your time and see, we're best friends now. (laughs) We are. We are. You tell me the adult secrets on my podcast. So So now I want you to tell us where can everyone find you if they want to reconnect after the podcast? Yeah. So as you're on the podcast, you're not too far away from being able to actually download the Joy of Being podcast, which you should be able to do on iTunes. Um, So just look for the Joy of Being podcast, Marina Pearson. Alternatively, you can come and check me out on marinapearson.com. And I also have something called the Joy Catalyst Scorecard, which basically is an opportunity for you to understand where you're at in terms of the Joy Richter scale, as I call it. And how to fill, you know, and how to fill those joy gaps that you have. Is that um, over on your website, that tool? Yes. Yes, that is. It's marinapearson.com slash scorecard. And then please, please, please find me on Instagram. I'm really enjoying that platform at the moment. So come and join me. DM me. Say hello. Any questions that you may have. Usually after the podcast episodes, what I do is I have the meme go out a few times and then we can start a discussion below it. Or you can join me on the Joy of Being group in Facebook. So there are many, many ways that you can access me, say hello, and yeah. Nice. Are you on Instagram at Marina Pearson? Yes, I am. Got it. 
All right. Thank you so much, Marina. This has been amazing. I really appreciate you being here. And I'm so glad that we're friends now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The next step is for me to come and see you in Seattle. Yes. I, I, or I, I can come to Spain. Okay. Yeah. So you come. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm more than willing to do. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for inviting me on. It's been such a joy. And I'm really looking forward to the show and listening to it again. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.